And so God has laid something on my heart to share. It's not a preach. It's not a teach. God said it's an invitation to each and every one of you from his heart and an invitation to us as a community. Um, and it's an invitation for us to go deeper into the things of God, to live our lives in the fullness of the Spirit of God. And um, because I believe God wants to release upon each and every one of us a greater measure, a greater measure of who he is, a greater measure of who he wants us to be, and a greater measure of us doing life in the Spirit. Because this is what today is all about. Romans 8, 11 says, If the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he will quicken your mortal body. He will empower you to a greater measure. So there are many concepts in the, in the Word of God that refer to life in the Spirit. And one of them is the river of God. And when you read the Word of God right from the start, from Genesis to Revelation, there's references made to rivers. And, and the river of God. In Genesis 2.10, it actually says, that's where it starts, is the river went out from Eden to water the garden. And Eden is a place where God dwells. Ezekiel and John. Now, this is amazing, and we're going to have a look in a minute. Ezekiel had a vision of the river of God flowing from the temple of God. John had almost the exact vision given hundreds of years later while he was on the island of Patmos. He had the vision of the river of God being released from the throne of God. So let's have a look what that river looks like. Ezekiel, we go to Ezekiel first. Ezekiel um, 47, and I'm reading verse 1, and then we jump to 12. It says, In my vision the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, there I saw a stream, a river, flowing east from beneath the door of the temple, passing to the right of the altar on its south side. Jumping to verse 12. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow along both sides of the river. The leaves of these trees will never turn brown and fall, and there will always be fruit on their branches. There will be a new crop every month, for they are watered by the river flowing from the temple. The fruit will be for food and the leaves for healing. Let's go to Revelations 22. And this is the vision that John had. Then the angel showed me a river with the water of life, clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. It flowed down the center of the main street. On each side of the river grew a tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit with a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. This is almost the exact same vision that Ezekiel had and that John had. And it was the river that flowed from the very presence of God. And I believe the invitation that God has for us today is to go deeper. To be immersed fully by the river of God, which means that we live a life in the Spirit of God. A life in the fullness of the Spirit of God. It is an invitation. It is not something that we have to do. It's not mandatory. It's not an obligation. It's an invitation because we all have a choice each and every day whether we're going to live by the Spirit 
or whether we're going to live by our own flesh. Okay, how deep do we want to go? How deep do you want to go? How much of the Spirit of God do you want to empower you and to enable you to do the life that he has for us? See, when you keep reading in Ezekiel chapter 47, I won't read it now, but the angel or the man, what it says in the Bible, showed Ezekiel different levels of the river. He was taken through different levels of the river. It talks about ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, and then eventually the river was so full that he could not walk and cross it. He had to swim in it. God is inviting us today to go deeper into the river of his presence so that we can experience the fullness of the life of the Spirit. The source of the river is God. The river comes from the throne of God. The river comes from the presence of God. The river comes actually from the very heart of God. The river of the Spirit is really what God wants us to enter into, to know his goodness, to know his heart. So let's have a look. When you choose to go ankle deep, you can kick around, splash around. There's still a lot of flesh showing. There's still a lot of flesh showing. You're not very deep into the Spirit. You're not very deep into, into the river of God. And you're still pretty much in control of your life. Everything. We do things in our own strength. We do things. We make up our own minds. We do whatever feels good. There's still very much distractions of the world around us. We're splashing around a little bit in the Spirit, but not very much. When we choose to go knee deep, we go a little bit deeper into the spirit. We have a little bit more. But it's still very easy to just walk and do your own thing. We might have some profound um, convictions and values. We might have some charismatic gifts that every now and then, you know, we pray for someone, we minister to someone. But we're still very much living not very much immersed in the Spirit of God, and there's still flesh showing. Most of the time, we're still able to very much control things and manipulate things according to you know, what, whatever we want. When we're going waist deep, I don't know, when you go waist deep in the ocean or river, you sort of start bopping a bit. Yeah, hopping around, bopping a bit. And... And the waters make you a little bit more wobbly, you know, when, you, when you're waist deep. You're funny, honey. <clears throat> you know, and, and when, we, when we're immersed in the Spirit of God, waist deep, so we're half in the Spirit and half in the flesh, so we, we, have, more, we have more of the Spirit, and we're sort of hopping around a little bit, in greater measure of, um, and we're a little less in control. That's what, I, that's what I mean to say. Okay. So one minute we live in the spirit and overcoming and living in the things of God. And the next minute we're hoping for, for God through strain and effort. 
and again trying to do things more in our own strength than others. But then there's the river too deep. Way too deep to walk. Way too deep to cross. And we have to go and swim. Fully immersed. We can choose to dive in and just let the Spirit of God just take over. And see, I believe this is the place where God wants us to live. He wants us to live totally immersed by His Spirit, totally and fully letting go of all control, letting Him be in control. Let Him take us where He wants to take us. When we're fully immersed in the river of God, we're actually fully immersed in the heart of God, in the goodness of God. We're immersed in the love of God. We're immersed in his peace and in his joy. Why would you want to hop around and be wobbly? Why would you want to just splash around a little bit here and there in the spirit? God wants us to live fully, fully immersed so that his nature, the very nature of God, remember he is the source of the river, he is the source of life. So when we jump into the river, we jump into him and we let his nature become our nature. God wants us to take on the nature of Christ. He wants us to become his image bearers. He wants us to be the people that are so living in the spirit just like Christ did. We are in the river far over our heads and our flesh no longer is in control because God in us is going to be the, be the driving force of everything that we do. We are controlled and led by the Holy Spirit. We have no more ability to stand on our own. No more ability. And sometimes through circumstances, God will take you to that place of where he, he will take you and you will lose all control. Everything is going um, haywire. Everything is going almost chaotic. But when we get to that place, when we get to the end of ourselves, when we get in head with our head, with the water over our heads, that's where God wants us to be. He wants us to be totally dependent on Him and Him alone. And what it takes is a complete surrender on our behalf. A surrender and a trust in who God is and letting go of all that we can control. God is faithful. God is good. He doesn't change. And when we surrender to that and allow Him to lead us and guide us, then we will, we will see the things that he wants us to see. We all desire for his kingdom to come. We all desire to see the miracles and the signs and the wonders. But they can only come if we are fully immersed by the Holy Spirit. They won't come if there is still any flesh, if there is still any, um, any ideas of that we can make it happen or, or we can, we're so good that, you know, God can't do things without us. No, we need to become dependent on him. We need to become dependent on the Holy Spirit. And it also takes us to humble ourselves. See, when we go into the river, we actually go low. We actually humble ourselves. And we take on the nature and the character of Jesus. What is the nature and character of Jesus? We know it. It's in. Let me just read it to you in Philippians chapter 2. 
It says, it says here, Paul writes, you must have the same attitude that Christ had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a death on the cross. Jesus humbled himself, but Jesus, because he did that, Jesus had the spirit without measure. He was full of the spirit of God because he did not, he did not think that he was, that he was important, that he was God. He was willing to lay down his God attributes and added and, and characteristics to become a human, to become a man. And so we need to take on that same nature and humble ourselves before God. And what it takes on our behalf is to choose to live our lives in the Spirit, not follow the desires of our flesh. To choose a life in the Spirit, it's a daily choice. I can tell you my flesh is very ugly. And isn't it, Malcolm? It is. My flesh is not very nice. But every now and then, we all get into the flesh. We all react. We all, you know, get angry. We all say things sometimes we shouldn't say because we're not in the spirit, we're in the flesh. And so when we, when we, however, immerse ourselves in the spirit, when we immerse ourselves in the river of God and allow Him to, for, when we allow Him to give us His nature, we're not going to do those things because we live by the Spirit and we take on the nature of Christ and we are more Christ-like. It's a daily choice. When we are fully immersed and live our lives in the Spirit, we will see the miracles. We will see the manifestation of the kingdom of God. But it can only come by the Spirit of God that works in us and through us. And there will be fruit there will be much fruit in our lives when we are fully immersed in the Spirit. And it will be effortless. There will be healing that will come to the nations. That's what the river of God does. And I, I told you I won't talk long because I'm going to finish on this. I'm going to finish with something that Jesus said in John chapter 7. Because this is ultimately what it's all about. This is ultimately why we need to be immersed in the Spirit of God. And this is Jesus talking. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted. It's um, John seven thirty-seven, And shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from the heart. And when he said living waters, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone who believed in him. We as Christians are not only saved, but we are also filled with the Holy Spirit. And so when we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we walk in the spirit, that's what Jesus says, rivers of living waters will flow out. But if we're not filled with the Spirit, if we're not, if we're not immersed in the Spirit of God, then nothing can come out. You can't give something that you haven't got. And so, 
I want to encourage us that we immerse ourselves in the river of God every day, that we spend time in the presence of God, that we spend time allowing him to just just totally fill us with himself, with the nature of God, with his life, with his power, because then we will be able to be used by him. Just like these guys were in Barona. You know, you can do this anyway. You just have to be yourself. You have to be yourself and you have to let the Spirit of God control you and lead you. And you have to, you have to choose to live a life in the Spirit. And then God will use you wherever you are. Wherever you are. Whether you're at school, at work, it doesn't matter. God wants to use you because he wants to release the rivers of living waters to come out and touch the world, to bring healing, to bring restoration, to do what Jesus did, to love the sinners, to heal the brokenhearted, to release freedom to the captives. But it's got to take us to choose to live by the Spirit and not walk in the desires of our flesh. Let's stand. You know, it, it, is, it is a daily thing. It is a daily thing to choose. And for us, for us here as, um, as our community, we decide to be, a, to be a family, to be a community, to be a church that would be led by the Holy Spirit that he would be in control, that he will be in charge. And as individuals, I believe God is inviting us. As I said at the beginning, he's inviting us to choose again, to just live a life immersed by the Spirit of God, to be filled by the Spirit of God, to, to jump into the river. There's so many songs also written about the river of God. There's so, I mean, there's churches called River Church and River of Life and stuff like that. It's because it is a concept that God wants us to lay hold of. So that we're not going to be ankle, knee or waist deep, but that we decide to go and find ourselves swimming in the river. Fully immersed in the life of the Spirit. And today, you know, on Res- Resurrection Sunday, when Jesus came back to life, that's what, he's, that's what he wants us to embrace the power of the resurrection life in the Spirit. And if, if you want that today, I'm going to pray, and you just pray that in your heart. And you make, you make that decision yourself, how far, how deep you want to go. Father, I pray, Lord God, that as you've invited us, Lord God, to come deeper into you, to come, to come fully immersed by your spirit, Lord God, to jump into that river, Lord God, that we cannot walk or cross, Lord God. Father, we, we, your children, Lord God, we, your sons and daughters, Lord, we want to live that life that you have for each and every one of us. Lord, kingdom life. Lord, a life empowered by the spirit every day. Not giving in to the flesh, Lord God. Not giving in to our own desires and what we want. But Lord, to be fully immersed and out of control. Out of control because, Lord God, we, 
We don't want to control things. We don't want to control any part of our lives. We don't want to control any part of, Lord God, this church family, Lord God. We want to be totally led by your Holy Spirit so that we can be the ones that release the rivers of living water, that we can be the ones that would release the life of the Spirit. Because we know today that we cannot give something we don't have ourselves. So, Father, I want to release this to each and every one of us here, Lord God. Those who desire, Lord God, to jump in. Lord God, those who desire to put down the desires of the flesh. Lord, I want to release, Lord God, the river of God that flows from the throne. I want to release your goodness. Lord, I want to release, Lord God, your peace. I want to release your joy, Lord God. Lord, I want to release the very nature of God into each and every one of us today, Lord God, so that we can be, Lord God, true disciples of Jesus, Lord, who will change our world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.